Welcome to the Odds Makers Podcast, presented by Superbook Sports. The line starts here as we take you behind the counter for an all-access look at the biggest events in sports. Through the minds of career Las Vegas odds makers, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Want the very best in odds boosts, promotions, and contests? Download the Superbook Sports app. Follow us at Superbook Sports on social media and head to Superbook.com. Superbook.com today. Now let's jump behind the counter and talk with the odds makers before we get our wagers down. Here's your MC, Jonathan Von Tobel. All right, welcome in. It is the odds makers presented by Superbook Sports. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Jay Cornegay, and John Murray alongside. Looking dapper as always. What's up, gents? How's it going? Good. Nice. <laughs> I understand. Why, why, you're so upset about this. All I said before we recorded was, is that what you're wearing? Yeah. And then the whole show got delayed. I, I thought maybe you were throwing on a Superbook pullover. I don't know. So for the for our, our listening audience who are not watching, I'm wearing a plain black T-shirt today. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, these guys always have a lot of buttons on. And I'm of the mindset that the more buttons on the shirt, the fancier it is. Uh, clearly, right? If it's a button down, it's a very nice yeah. shirt. And so before we came on, right when I was about to, uh, you know, enter into my spiel at the top, John hit me with, a, is that what you're wearing? And it just brought me to shambles. Well, I asked it <laughs> off the air. Yeah. I thought it was appropriate to do it off the air. But I'm sorry. You want to get, we got a rundown here. We got a whole program. Here. From what I understand, hopefully, <laughs> yeah. a vast majority of our audience does come on podcast form. So hopefully this what doesn't the, shake our viewers up on Twitter too much. Podcast as opposed to like YouTube. Are we on YouTube? What? Where else can that you, is something that geez. I did not know. Where else can you watch that. the video component? Uh, Twitter. That's where I always see it. Twitter. Yeah, Superbook Sports. Yeah, but isn't that always just, retweeted uh, by me? Maybe not by Jay Cornegay and or John Murray. They like it. They don't retweet it. But isn't that just a? But that's just clips, right? You can't watch. You can watch the whole show. Wow, you really don't pay attention. No, they put the whole show up on the Twitter. The whole show is on Twitter. Wow. But now I feel less bad about that, my shirt. You didn't know that. At no. least I know. On Twitter. At I least I'm paying attention. I thought it was too long to. I don't know how that stuff works. Uh, I'm, here, not well, social, I'm not a social media guy, John. I just well, go on social okay. media to make fun of the NFL. Here's a tidbit for you then. Yeah. The retweet is much more effective than the like. Right. That makes sense. Just throw Cause that then, out Because then it goes okay. back to the, on the timeline. Yeah, yeah. I'll retweet the show. Oh, there, see? There you I'll go. There it is. All right. All right. And I'll wear buttons more often. Now no, I don't want you to. Now, now we're, I'd rather you we're getting like somewhere. That. See? Okay. And we're working this stuff out on the air. Uh, all right. <laughs> I want to see, bring a moment of levity because before also we started, John made a comment. So I'm going to ask him about this. How was conference tournament week, John? I don't know. I can't use that word on the air. Uh, thir- Thursday, Thursday was tough. Too many favorites won. Yeah. Uh, we did, but Jay's right. We did very well Saturday. I think we did okay on Sunday yeah. as well. Uh, Saturday, Saturday we did very well. Thursday, way too many favorites. Just too many money line parlays. We really needed. Um, who was the team? Who did St. John's play? Was that Marquette or Xavier? We really needed St. John's on Thursday. Uh, that that was bad for us. And you know what game really hurt us was UCLA Colorado. Hmm. Uh, we had a lot of money line parlays going to UCLA. St. John's was playing Marquette, by the St. way. St. John's Marquette. Yeah, Marquette was very lucky to win that game, mm-hmm. and that would have killed all the parlays right there in the morning. And then we had UCLA Colorado, and that game was neck and neck down to the end. And then UCLA pulled away. The Colorado coach Boyle got a t- uh, to free throws at the end, or a technical foul, I should say. Did the Burns cover that UCLA game? UCLA covered the game. They, yeah, okay, and that game right. that really yeah. hurt us. And then the night games, it didn't get any better. We needed Oklahoma State against Texas. We couldn't get that one. And uh, where I got confused, Xavier, they were trailing at halftime, I think against DePaul. And they were trailing into the second half. 
mm-hmm. and that would have saved our day as well. But mm-hmm. they can't. They pulled it out. They didn't cover. They won. Tough day. I like complaining. I'll let Jay brag about Saturday. <laughs> I wanted to complain okay. about Thursday. What about Friday? Friday we broke about even. Yeah, we did okay. Saturday results turned around. We did really well and did well on Sunday. So it was give and take. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's how I would describe the conference tournament week, even though I was at the Mountain West tournament for most of it. Yeah, so was I. Yeah. That was a good tournament. It's a great tournament. Yeah, a lot of that great games. That was a good tournament. Yeah, I like that one. Saturday, so when you include your results Saturday and Sunday, I would assume that includes futures, like like pre-tournament futures, right? Yeah. So yeah. That, that would help your bottom line, a I little bit. Saturday yeah. and Sunday. It, you know, they don't Sometimes. get a lot of action, but uh, we were fortunate because at times – you know, we can get hit on those as um, you know, some of the sharps out there take a shot on a double-digit favorite or a dog, and the next thing you know, they win the tournament, and we take a little shot there. But I don't; yeah. they're not really popular. Yeah. I mean, everybody's waiting for this week, but the games are. Games are heavily bet. A lot of interest in them. But as far as the the to win the the conference uh, or to win the conference tournament, those type of bets uh, they slowly tick in. It was chalky. And to Jay's point, they try to get they try to hit a big long shot, and that's where we can lose. But it seemed like it was almost all favorites that won at least the major conference tournaments. I know Memphis beat Houston, but they were the two seed. Texas was the two seed. They beat Kansas. Mm-hmm. It was it was a chalky weekend with Purdue. Duke was a they weren't the one seed, but they were the favorite. It was very chalky uh, weekend, so that's why we didn't lose too much in any of those conference tournament pools. Well, and in going into Selection Sunday, right, it made for a somewhat drama-less Selection Sunday. There was no real bid stealers that were active at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the teams that were supposed to win the automatic bids did, and there were teams, kind of your guys' point, that through the brackets of the conference tournaments, mainly in the Big Ten, right, Ohio State, Penn State stick out, that made runs, but ultimately, when you got a final result, it was the teams that we expected them to be. So... Speaking of, as we get to now, Selection Sunday, yeah. let's just start with the process. So what is what is Selection Sunday like for you guys? Are you watching, you're obviously, I would assume, watching the show, watching long the brackets, show. get upset? It's too long. You know, it really Can is. Compl- I want to complain about a second thing. Go ahead. Well, third thing, if we count John's shirt. The, the, the show, is, it's, too, it's like an hour. Just, yeah. just give us the brackets. Yeah. I mean, record it. It's brutal, John. Skim right through it. But- It'll be a good show. Yeah. Like unveiling the brackets in like, I don't know, like an odds makers type war room where you guys are yeah. setting numbers live and somebody's just sitting there right next to you getting the inside yeah. dope, huh? You want to do that? I think we were watching golf. Wasn't the players going on? Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, it was. Well, yeah, but, it's, no, but you weren't watching that. I think what's-his-face had like no, a six-stroke lead. Sheffler yeah, Sheffler killed it. Sheffler was safe. We could talk about doing that in the future. There you go, we see. could just have you like buddy up to one of our guys yeah. What do you make that line? I prefer Ed Salmons. Yeah, there you Ed, go. Ed Salmons Ed's is a talk. <laughs> Iowa Auburn. Yeah. Go. Yeah, go ahead. That'd, that'd be a great make show. Make it. <laughs> right? Just yell it. Two. I think, it, I think the main thing you're looking for is uh, is who's seated where in terms of, like, who's who else is in their bracket. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for futures. Like, you know, we when we redid the future odds, we have Houston as the favorite. We consider them to be maybe the best team all year, but they got a pretty favorable draw. They should be able to get to the Elite Eight pretty easily unless they're upset, which does happen. But I thought they got a weaker four seed and a weaker five seed. I thought they got the strongest two seed, Texas being a two seed mm-hmm. after winning, finishing second in the Big 12, winning the Big 12 tournament by 20 points against Kansas. Pretty good win. Uh, they got a very tough two seed there. But the top half of that bracket in the Midwest is pretty easy. Yeah, that was a consensus in the back room. Room the Midwest, you know, Houston had a, a, a pretty decent draw, and actually that's why they the odds were lowered. I think we went from six down to five, despite Texas being in there. But the three, four, and 
fifth seeds. Who is the fifth seed? I believe it Miami's was Miami. Yeah, Miami. And, um, you know, that uh, it wasn't very deep. It was a little mm-hmm. top-heavy with the top two, but, you know, the others uh, just didn't really seem to are going to give us a threat there. The West is just loaded. Yeah. The West, we were like thinking that's why some of the odds on some of those teams, even though they did lose UCLA mm-hmm. and Kansas, you know, the odds were bumped up on those teams, not only because they lost in the conference tournament, but because of the hard draw they they uh, drew in the Western Regional. Tough draw for Gonzaga. You know, they came in hot. They, they yep. cruised through the, the uh, West Coast Conference tournament, crushed St. Mm-hmm. Mary's in the title game. They get a three seed, which was expected. Their six seed is TCU. TCU is good. Their two seeds UCLA. And then their one seed is Kansas, who probably had the best resume in the country in the regular season. That is a tough draw. UConn. For the Bulldogs. Don't forget about UConn. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, the Sharps love UConn. Their power ranking is right yeah. through the roof. That's true. Man, you know what's interesting is we all have different views on things. I actually thought Gonzaga got a beneficial draw. You get an injured UCLA team if you're going to face them, right? True. UCLA is a little beat up. I think TCU is a very overvalued team that is, I think, 222nd in the country in three-point shooting. Can't shoot worth a dang. And they're going to speed them up and force them to score with them. I was actually kind of – I'm going to ruin something here. Gonzaga is my national champion, guys. And I actually thought they had a really good draw. Well, I, I bet on them. So I'm, I'm sort of I'm, – I'm, what do you call that? Reverse jinxing myself? Yep. Reverse mush, if you will. Yeah, yeah, by saying, oh, they've got an impossible draw. Oh, well, I better just throw okay. away my ticket. Right. Yeah, you could write a whole oh, chapter yeah, on that. that. That's the whole point of that. Uh, you're, picking them to, you're picking them to win the, uh, to win the national championship? The match? whole thing. What would you okay. get them at? Who, me? Yep. Oh, I didn't bet him. I missed out on a good number. So you know what I'm going to do, Jay? Moneyline parlay? That's right. We're going to roll that thing over. Let me just see. That'll pay more than my bet. Yeah. Yeah, 14 to 1. Yeah, that'll pay. It almost always does. But I I bet it, like, really early in the year. I thought they were going to have a better season than they did. Yeah. Missed the boat. They won nine nine straight to John's point. They're hot coming in. They've covered six of them. They're playing pretty well. All right. Before I get to more of the brackets and the actual individual teams, I want to go back to Sunday really quickly and get a couple of questions in on you guys. First of which is... So we see some shops that are kind of rushed to get these numbers up. Do you guys care? Like, what is your process? How long does it take you to get the games up? Do you want to take your time? Do you want to be first to market? How does that operate with you guys? Or do you want to make sure, hey, let's get these numbers right, let's get them tight, and then we'll put them up for everybody to bet on? I don't think we are rushing to be the first to market. I mean, everybody's out there. You know, there's just too much yeah. <laughs> uh, company in that area. So we, we try to just be accurate, make sure that we got everything down right, and we go through the games uh, Ed and, and company back there will go through the numbers, and uh, we always say that we're going to post them right around six or seven. That's about right, mm-hmm. and that's that's our target line. So, uh, even though we are first to market on a lot of different things, John, it's uh, that one is just not one of them. We're just trying to get everything set up and and be prepared for this week, and that's exactly what we did. We didn't rush it, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know, we do have our own opinions. We do up, throw up our lines. But the time we throw up our line, yeah, the, there's a couple of numbers out there. But we will shade it towards our number that we have in the back room. How do you guys handle – how many of you work on it at once in terms of, like, minds trying to set some of these numbers? Because I would be interested to see, you know, if there's three of you, let's say, and three of you come up with a different number, all within, like, a point of it. Like, how do you settle a difference like that? So, what is it, four people, maybe two and a half, three minds out yeah. of that four? Okay, uh, there you go. Uh, Two well, at home. <laughs> well, you know, Ed Ed would make the, Ed Sammons would make the final call. He'd get some, yep. he'd get a few numbers in the room. Uh, but you know, Ed's got his own college basketball power ratings. He's been running the college basketball all season, so ultimately he'd make the final call. But opening numbers are very overrated. Opening numbers have low limits for a reason. Mm-hmm. They move quick. It's super volatile. 
the opening line is, is a very overrated thing. What matters is getting to the closing line before your competitors do. Yeah, that's the whole goal. The process in the back room would be if I was Ed, it would be like, okay, John, where do you make it four? John, four. I make it two. All right, two and a half. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Or two point two. Ed's opinion is worth one and a half points. To Ed, uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, to, to, maybe he'd make it two point two five or one and a half. Maybe he makes it uh, two. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, look, it just doesn't matter. Why does he ask at that point? <laughs> No, that's a good question. It, it, We've it, asked that question. They're, they're going to move fast, and you're, you're going to see the books. Even, even the books take the highest limits are going to have lower limits when they first mm-hmm. open it, and it's for a reason. It, it's a volatile – It's a fl- it fluctuates quickly. So uh, the most important thing is be prepared to move. Don't be stubborn. Mm-hmm. If you see the people that are consistently beating you betting something, go with that. The other question is, I noticed on – so the, the numbers go up on Sunday, right? There's, like, some move on the opening numbers, but it's not immense. Monday is when I noticed the screen was lighting up a lot and that there was a lot of movement on Mondays. Jay, you're nodding your head. So is that something that happens, like, where on Mondays, all right, some of these guys who have influence on the market will let the market settle, and then they'll start picking off the numbers that are still off? Yeah, I mean, I've heard different things about that. Yeah. There's some people that are doing all their homework, at look at uh, then crunching the numbers overnight – and, you know, they'll take their shots in the morning. Now, there's some that are able to do that maybe a little faster than others, you know, on Sunday night. But uh, I know the majority of the people that are out there doing it uh, that can influence the line change um, will do that and wait until Monday morning once they've crunched their own numbers and, and you know, looked at sites, looked at, you know, as far as futures, look at the, the brackets, those type of things. Um, so that's probably why we don't see those type of movements until Monday morning. And totals, you guys wait. Do you guys when do you guys put up totals? Because usually numbers and sides are always the first ones up. Do you guys put everything up together? Or do you wait for you know, a few hours afterwards to hang up some totals? It's a little later, right? It's, it's not as fast as the sides, we put up the. We, did we put them up Sunday night? I think Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. Why is that? I mean, generally with everything, you see sides up first and then totals. Well, they're just more volatile than the others. Yeah, yeah. The I sides mean, are easier the, to make. For yeah, me. the sides have stronger power ratings than the, than totals themselves. So. Um, totals uh are something that we're we're not concerned about but it just takes a little bit more time to mm. you know calculate those numbers than the sides nice. itself even on the super bowl you know you put up the side and yep. then you get the total up and mm-hmm. the money line i got a point of closing line value on the t- well i don't know when the number is going to close actually that's not a good point but bet over 153 and a half in arizona princeton it's at 154 and a half I feel really proud of myself good job yeah that you felt the need to I just want to throw that out there because I wanted we to get some of these matchups. Yeah, that was a segue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about some of these uh, these games and what we're going to see with all of this. First mm-hmm. off, I will ask you guys, mm-hmm. the round of 64, I know we have 68, but we're going to get these first four settled. The round of 64, the seeds, the popular seed plays and trends, right? People like to play 12s against 5s. What is it? 13s against 4s, whatever yep. it is. Mm-hmm. Those are um, the two. What's that? Those are the two, yep. yeah. Yeah, right? Hey, so, can I, can I ask one question, though? Yeah, of course. Uh, is it official sure. now that this is called the first round? Remember when they would call that the second round? Yes. I think and so. That, that was so well, stupid. Remember that? Right. I remember that was so stupid, yeah. That and, confused everybody. Yeah. It really did. But this is now, again, called, because they made me, one of the guys made me a bracket. They, they now call this the first round. Correct. The round okay. of 64 is the first round. All right. So there's the first four, then the first round, then the second round. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm sorry. What was your question? I like the. I wanted to go with like different ones. Like you know, we call them the Sweet 16, Elite Eight, Final Four. We should have like a, a an alliteration for every round, but that's just me. The sexy 64, 
<laughs> and then go from there. <laughs> the sexy uh, I don't think all these matchups are that uh, sexy. <laughs> I mean, why not? I don't know. That's all the only one I had. There's a yeah. few that are pretty low energy. So uh, I'll ask you guys this. How popular are those seeding trends? Will be, like, will you see a build of liability on these 12 seeds by the time we get to you know Thursday, Friday? Well, that, that's a good question. So straight bets, they're very popular. Mm-hmm. You'll get a lot of straight bets on the 12 seed and on the 13 seed. But like we always talk about, back to football season, you got to think about your money line parlays. Mm-hmm. That's what crushed us on Thursday in the conference tournaments, and that's that ends up determining a lot of how we do on every sport. So I'm looking at in the East region, Duke mm-hmm. Oral Roberts. I think yep. Oral Roberts will be a very popular bet at the window because I think they won 30 games this year. But 31. We'll have so many money line parlays with Duke. By the time the game starts, we'll probably end up needing Oral Roberts to win outright. So the 12 seeds, and I'm sure everybody has their brackets in front of them, but the 12 seeds that are going to be pretty popular here, John already mentioned one of them, Oral Roberts is a 12. You have Charleston going up against San Diego State. That is a 5-12 matchup. Mm-hmm. Drake has been a team that has been thrown out there mm-hmm. as a, a squad that could maybe even make a All run. All of them. Right? Yeah, and All then four. VCU, the 12 seed. Over. I like VCU. VCU for I, sure. I, 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 yeah, I like VCU, and I actually like Drake too myself. Um, but if you look at all the 12 seeds, they're going to be popular. In fact, I, it really wouldn't surprise me outside of the maybe the Duke uh, Oral Roberts game, mm. what, just what John explained. But the other three 12 seeds will be very, very popular. Wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me if we needed the fifth seeds in all those games. You know, St. Mary's off of a terrible loss, too. That's the last true. memory everybody has of St. Mary's. So I think that makes VCU even more popular uh, going into Friday. And VCU looked really good. Yeah, they did. Yeah, we mentioned. We should mention too. Like I said, the four thirteens are kind of popular as well. From from like a narrative standpoint, kind of you know licking your finger and testing the win. It doesn't really seem that outside of Virginia Furman, there's a lot of people calling for some of these thirteens to pull some of these upsets. You have Tennessee, Louisiana. You have Jay. You mentioned a lot of sharp betters have a lot of respect for UConn taking on Iona, uh, and then that's Indiana, Kent State. Maybe the Golden Flashes have something for an Indiana team that turns the ball over a lot. Uh, but outside of that, I haven't really seen a lot of noise outside of the Paladins of Furman maybe upsetting Virginia. Well, I think some of the, one of the biggest moves that we had right out of the gate was on Louisiana. Yeah. We, we yeah. Uh, took some bets there. And, you know, you said what I mentioned earlier about how UConn is a very popular sharp guy, but so is a sharp team. Iona is also one. Mm-hmm. So there's a little conflict there. But also exactly the 13th seed Kent State. Uh, team has also been uh, getting some whispers. Okay. I've heard, um, you know, even before that matchup was thrown out there, Kent State was uh, kind of valued by some some of the sharps that you know I've been talking mm-hmm. to. You know, you mentioned Tennessee, and this is a perfect segue because I know Jeremiah wanted us to mention this, right? Because uh, coaches, uh, a lot of people will point to coaches with some history here, and it's funny that you mentioned Tennessee because I think a lot of people will look to play against Tennessee because Rick Barnes is not a coach that has a lot of respect under his name when it comes to winning no, in the NCAA tournament. He's not, but more you're right. But more importantly, their point guard, the leader of their team, tore his ACL, and they just have not looked good since he got hurt. Yeah. So I, I think uh, Jay's right. Right away, we saw money come in on Louisiana, and no, Rick Barnes. Doesn't have a great track record in March. Uh, I think he lost in the first round to USC with this middling forward named Kevin Durant, and he lost by about 30 points in that game. Uh, No, Rick Barnes is not a good NCAA tournament coach. Bad track record, but he lost his starting point guard, his floor general. Ziegler, I believe his name is. Mm. It's it's just a lot to ask of them. And I I would argue they got a tough draw, potentially going against Duke, then followed by Purdue. That's pretty tough. 
Yeah, Zakai Ziegler is the uh, the kid you're talking about, their sophomore guard who uh, went down. Very slight young man, 5'9", but uh, a very impactful player <laughs> for Tennessee. Slight is a good word. You think he's a, prof- he's a college basketball player? He's five you nine. think he's slight? He's 5'9". I don't know. I, I, I'd have to get a better look at him. 5'9", a buck 71. Yeah, that's pretty mm. slight. <laughs> all right. I don't know. Okay. Go, go to the next thing. Okay. All right. All right. I'm it, sorry, John. I don't want yeah, to <laughs> throw you off. All right. Let's go. I wanted to go through some of the, uh, the, the games, too, and get your thoughts. So let's go mm-hmm. to a team that I think does have some upset potential and is – I think it's going to be a pretty popular game from a uh, handle standpoint. Utah State taking on Missouri. Mountain West surprisingly gets four teams in. Uh, I thought Nevada was not going to get in. I thought Rutgers kind of got snubbed there at the end. I was also surprised that the committee had Oklahoma State above Rutgers, but that's neither here nor there because they're in the NIT. We don't care about yeah, that right now. We um, saw, we saw some money. Uh, bringing that, sorry, John. But some of the money that we saw early was against all these uh, Mountain West teams. Against? Against. Okay. We saw Arizona State money. Mm-hmm. We saw um, Northwestern money. Mm-hmm. And we saw um, Missouri money. Missouri money. Now, that total, and I know a lot of people have been talking about that total in that Missouri game and how it could mm-hmm. be in the 90s. I wanted to see where that uh, is now. But uh, it started, I think, around 155, and it kind of creeped up a little bit. But it hasn't moved as much as I thought it was going to. What's the current number? Yeah, you guys have at Superbook 155 okay. right now. Yeah, I mean, a high total, but it should be an up and down game, a very entertaining game because both those teams can run up and up and down the court. But uh, a lot of money against the Mountain West. We all know they all went 0-4 last year. Uh, they have lost ne- eight straight. The conference has tournament games, ten out of eleven. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're really? yeah. The people are gonna you're gonna hear that a lot when yeah. you get into this round. So. Yeah, even though they got four teams in there, uh, all four were bet against, uh, you know, out of the gate. So not much respect for Mountain West. Yeah. Utah State's, I think, the one, I, and the reason why I wanted to focus on that too, not because it's just in the rundown, um, but I do think they're an interesting team. Ken Palm has a lot of respect for them. Haslametrics has a lot of respect for them. These mm-hmm. are two sites, of course, that are college basketball analytics sites that rate these teams. And you think the Aggies, they could arguably be the best three-point shooting team in this uh, tournament. They're a top-10 team in terms of three-point percentage. Uh, they're an interesting squad. What about Arkansas and Illinois? Uh, anything here because I feel like Arkansas has been kind of a uh, somewhat sexy selection. It's a team that's got a lot of talent. There's a lot of NBA talent on that roster. There's yeah. just been injuries, and yeah. I know coaches don't really matter, but they're, they have a coach that has a history of making runs. He's slight. <laughs> Eric Eric Musselman is a very Drinks slight. Drinks a lot of diet uh, Pepsi. Yeah, you ever he's, a very, that? he's, he's a very oh, yeah. slight yeah. individual. I, I think that that's a tricky potential second-round matchup for Kansas no matter who comes out of that game. Uh, Arkansas has got a lot of talent on that team. They do, but they just haven't seemed to – Put a hundred percent together. No, you know they haven't gelled a hundred percent. There, I know there's some whispers around Illinois about that game, but you know I would be scared of Arkansas because they do have that potential to make that run, and uh, sure. the coach has that history. They have uh, just a ton of talent there, but they haven't been able to put it together, especially late. No. I think the mid two thirds through the season they look pretty good, but then the last uh, third or so they they just really struggled. Yeah. When you, when you say whispers, they're like, they're just like, hey, Jay, you know, really. Yes. I like Illinois. Yeah, okay. All right. Like it. Yeah, who's ha- whispering all this stuff to yeah. you? I, I want to get out on this. Is I, it I Ed? No, it's not. <laughs> Ed doesn't whisper. Uh, Ed, Ed bellows. You know, I don't think he whispers. Bellows. So, no, I can't. It wasn't Ed. I, just picture Ed leaning in and whispering oh, something yeah, to Jay's gosh, ear. Gosh, yeah. poor Ed. Uh, no, I don't think that's what it was. <laughs> uh, all right. I have a question about a specific team. They are an underdog. Did you, or at, at all, 
did Penn State get upgraded at all by you guys, given this run that they went on the end of the regular season into the Big Ten tournament? I think you, I think you have to upgrade Penn State. They were playing very well at the end of the season. I just I always worry about the teams that run through their conference tournament potentially running out of gas in the first round. Mm. But you know they're playing. First of all, I thought A and M was very underseeded as a seven. Uh, the Penn State got a tough draw going against A and M, but they also yeah. had a long run in their conference tournament. They lost on Sunday uh, in, the, in the championship game of that tournament. So. I, I do think you have to upgrade both of those teams based on how they were playing at the end of the year. That, that's a real tough 7-10 game. So for what it's worth, Penn State will be playing their sixth game in 11 days because they ended the regular season last Sunday, then went on a four-day run through the Big Ten tournament where they ultimately fell short to Purdue, and then they get to play on Thursday. So it is a somewhat yeah. tough stretch for, for Penn State in terms of the amount that's of minutes. That, that's a that's real very tough. valid point. I mean, Penn State looked exhausted in that championship game, but their shooting like reflected that as well. Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, they can really go cold from the outside. So, and you mentioned uh, money against the Mount the Mount West team. So, Northwestern, Boise State. Some spots that opened that thing early were at pick. Uh, we saw it swing to Northwestern minus one and a half. So, the Northwesterns, the Northwesterns, uh, the Wildcats, Purple Cats, if you will. That's what, yeah, that's Northwestern, right? Or is it Kansas State that is called the Purple Cats? Oh. They're both purple cats. No, no, they're, they're both, both wildcats. There's yeah. too many teams named wildcats. Okay, yeah. That's a very overused mascot. It's hard to keep track of. There's too many wildcats. There's too many bulldogs. That's a very good point. We need more spiders. We need more Richmonds. Yeah. That's, uh, I think, my whole takeaway from all of okay. this. Okay. Um, we talked about Duke and Oral Roberts. Okay, I'll ask you guys this. For Duke and Oral Roberts, where did you open that? Because there were some spots that actually opened that under five. I think we saw an opener of four and a half. I think you guys are now up to six and a half. Yeah. Where did you guys open that number? I don't I, recall. I have to defer to yeah. Jay. Okay. I, I was going to say, I don't I remember. I thought it was like five, five and a half. I thought I it was, remember. yeah, five and a half if I was to take a guess. But we have taken some Duke money. I, they're red hot. I mean, they're playing really, really well. And that, that's understandable. There's that fifth, 12th seed mm-hmm. situation. I don't think we're going to see a lot of money. on. I, I think we'll see money on those other 12 uh, seeds, but yeah. not that one. When I assume Duke is also one of those uh, schools that is garnering some futures interest considering the way that they're entering. I've the never NFL seen Duke exactly. play. Uh, the way they played late, mm-hmm. lately, yes. That's I don't what think I've ever seen Duke play their opening two games outside of North Carolina. They're, they have to go all the way to Orlando? All the way. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty far. They're going to go through Greensboro to get there. Though. Of course. Okay. <laughs> like, how are they not in Greensboro? That doesn't oh, – okay. The other two I have to ask you guys about – actually, we've hit on one of them already. So we'll go to Kentucky and Providence. What do you guys mm-hmm. think about Kentucky as we enter this tournament? Because that was a team that it looked like they were turning things around. They end the regular season as 10-point favorites against Vandy, lose that game outright, and then have their SEC tournament run snuffed out by Vandy as well. So the last two times we've seen Kentucky uh, lose, it was to the same team. And it was a team that didn't make it to the NCAA tournament. Well, had, had you guys were you improving Kentucky as the season went along? Uh, how do you, how do you make any sense of Kentucky's season? I yeah. mean, they look like they could be the best team in the country coming into the season. They they played poorly all year. They showed those flashes. Remember they won at Tennessee when they were they were a pretty significant underdog in that game. And they we know they've got all this talent on the team, but yeah, they blow both those Vanderbilt games. They're limping into the tournament. I have no idea what to make of Kentucky. They, they are as baffling a team as there is in the country. All right. Before we get you guys out of here, what do you guys like? Huh? Any games you're looking forward to? Anything you really want? Uh, you mentioned that Utah State. I like watching Utah State play. I mean, they're very – yeah, same. I, I am. But I also enjoyed watching Missouri over the weekend as well. So I think that's going to be a very entertaining game. I, 
I, I would be interested to see how the West shapes, you know, shakes out actually, because there's so many solid teams in that that region, and not to mention the regional will be held here, yes, in Las Vegas for the first time ever, um, which I hope I can sneak out and maybe catch a game there, um, but. Um, I don't know, just looking for a really solid tournament, hoping that we have a mixture of results because that's usually the best for us. Some favorites, some underdogs. Um, I know John is not in favor of these huge upsets. You know, he likes to prefer a stronger matchup later in the, you know, in the rounds, which makes sense. Um, Uh, Plus, I don't like seeing the little guy win. You mean like the slight guys? Yeah, no, I I want to see all the giants win. I don't want I don't want the little man to win. Except for West Virginia. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the game I'm looking forward to. West Virginia plays Maryland on, I think that's third. That's the first game Thursday, right? I believe it is, in, yeah. Uh, in Birmingham. One. I don't know what West Virginia did, John, to deserve that. If they win, they play Alabama in Alabama mm. in the second round. I don't know. That's a Duke-like draw, but whatever. West Virginia, they played really well the second half of the year. I'll definitely be rooting for that. And, um, yeah, I feel the same way as Jay. It'd be cool. It'd be really cool to go to a, a regional, regional final, Sweet 16, so I'll be rooting for all the big schools to win uh, in that. Kansas, Gonzaga, UCLA. Yeah, Kansas, you know, Kansas hasn't had enough success recently. So I'd like to see uh, the Kansas teams do well. I know that there were Kansas fans very upset yeah. about what the Jayhawks have to go well, through. Well, you know, Mike Rigg, uh, who used, I think he formerly produced the show uh, or still might be involved in some capacity. He, I heard all these Kansas people complaining that they got the draw in the, in the West instead of the Midwest as a one seed. This is the school that I think won the national championship last year with an incredibly easy draw. Uh, my message to them is cry me a river, guys. I mean, you're one seed in back-to-back years. you got to go all the way to Las Vegas. Give me a break. Well said. Well said. I want to add anything to that. Hey, if you're, uh, if you're looking to catch college hoops games at the book, make sure you come see us at the Superbook, Westgate, Las Vegas, Lodge Casino in Blackhawk, Colorado, and, of course, newly added Taft's Ale House out in Cincinnati. And for all sorts of updates, Superbook Sports up on social media and at Superbook.com. You can stay up on top of all the latest odds, boosts, and promos. Until then, we will talk to you next week here on The Oddsmakers. You've been locked into the Oddsmakers Podcast. The Oddsmakers Podcast, presented by Superbook Sports, featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Jonathan Von Toll. Hit our subscribe button, rate, review, and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the biggest events in sports. The Oddsmakers Podcast is a production of Green Roll Media. Green Roll Media, the world's premier sports betting podcast network.